Welcome to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast, where we are advancing God's kingdom one life at a time. We pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will encourage, equip, and empower you to also advance the kingdom of God. Here's this week's message. In the presence of God, amen, amen, amen. I'm telling you, man, the word of God, amen, is our lifeline. The word of God is what we need to operate in this earth. Praise God. Have you been enjoying Uncommon Belief? Have you enjoyed part one and part two? Some of y'all, amen. That's good. That's good. Well, we're going into part three this morning. We're going to part three this morning. I was, man, I was going over this. I'm like, Lord Jesus, I need about, I really need about 17 weeks. I might have to do a Wednesday night. Would that be okay if I go live on a Wednesday? I'm just telling you, man, there's just so much I want to share through this series. And I know we have forever. I know we have, a, I, I know, but... It's just, it's, it's, it's the way God wired me about certain things, and, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I may have to go live on a Wednesday night, man, just to, um, yeah, yeah, just to keep, keep in step with what the Lord is doing in, in this ministry of Kingdom Life. Is that okay? Yeah, so uh, we're continuing with part three, this part three, yeah, part three, amen, of Uncommon Belief, and I want to just to share our um, objective again in this series, my goal, my goal is to shed light through the scriptures, always through the word of God on how our belief system affects our life when used properly, when used properly. Life for us, life for us as believers should be better than it was when we weren't saved. Truth of the matter is everything we know about God, about Jesus, about Holy Spirit, everything we know about belief and scriptures and being saved in heaven and hell Everything that we know about the word is through the scripture. It's because of the word of God. And when we believe it, that's what, that's what causes us to tap into the things that God has for us. He needs your belief, amen, to be active or to, or to be activated in order for you to be able to walk in these promises. Think about it. Before you were saved, you, you had no idea. You know, the Bible says this, but when, when we wasn't saved, we was free in regard to righteousness, I mean, we were just doing our own thing, going about our own business, doing it our own way. Then, then all of a sudden, when we get into the word of God, now we got these principles that we're grabbing hold to. Where church really didn't mean nothing. You know, I didn't care. I missed church. Sundays didn't mean nothing. No, no days meant anything. But now all of a sudden, I have this conviction and this passion, you know, about being in service, about getting the word of God, about feeding on the word of God. It comes through your beliefs. It comes through your belief system. So uncommon, uncommon defined, it means unusual and frequent, remarkable and strange. Belief defined is an acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists. It also means to trust, to have faith or confidence in someone or something. Belief, you know, I believe, we're, we believe in God. We believe in God. That's a, that's a huge powerful statement. I believe in God. Amen. And then I could take it further and say I believe in Jesus. Amen. The Son of God. Praise God. Because we can say what God you talking about. Amen. You believe in God. Which one? So I'll make sure we're on the same page. Amen. So the success or the failure of our life depends on our thought patterns. It depends on the way that we think. Now that we are in the kingdom of God, amen, the way we think should change or begin to change. You know, you had your own way about doing certain things, but once you come into the kingdom of God, 
and hear the word of God as a believer. I'm not talking to unbelievers. Amen. Welcome all our first-time visitors, too, and those online, those that are in person. Amen. I'm not talking to unbelievers. Amen. I put that disclaimer out there because the Bible is not written to unbelievers. The Bible is written to believers. And so I'm not, so unbelievers shouldn't be offended by things we say in the Bible because I'm not even talking to you. Are you hearing me this morning? But I am talking to believers and believers shouldn't be offended because I'm talking to you. Because you are a believer, right? <laughs> yeah, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. Let's go in, y'all. Let's go in. Yeah, yeah. If you are willing and obedient, this scripture, this is our foundational scripture. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. We, we've, all, we've shared this every week for the last two weeks. Amen. So we know the choice that you live for God will give purpose and meaning to your life. The choice you make, the choice I made to live for God will give purpose and meaning to your life. Without, without being connected to God, you don't have a purpose. And that's why we don't know why I was here. People ask the question, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I was born. They have identity crises because they're not connected to God who tells us who we are. Amen? And so the choice you make to live for God will give purpose and meaning to your life. Why? Because we, you and I bring, amen, an inferior, a lower mindset or thought pattern into the kingdom of God. When you came into the kingdom of God, whenever you got saved last week, last month, last year, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whenever you got saved, you brought into the kingdom your old way of thinking. You brought your old thought patterns, the way you used to do everything in your life, you brought that right along with you into the kingdom of God. Even though you named the name of the Lord, you walked the aisle, you gave your life to him, amen, but now you have to surrender your mind to him. You have to surrender your thoughts to him. You got to surrender the way you think because if you don't, you're not going to change. This is why people stay the same way year in, year out with no visible signs of change is because a lack of the mind being renewed. So we bring into the kingdom an inferior thought pattern, a lesser and a lower way of thinking. We bring it with us right into the kingdom of God. And then we try to, and we try to, <laughs> try to mesh that old way of thinking with the word of God. And the word will tell us something, our old thought pattern will say something, and then we got to choose who we're going to follow, the way we used to do it or what the Bible says. You understand? And there, here comes the challenge. Here comes the child. That's why Paul said there's a war going on in my members. It's a war going on, a tug of war. Who is going to win this battle of running my life? Is it going to be my old way of thinking or the new word, the fresh and the new? It's not going to happen if you don't renew your, word, renew your mind to the word of God. Right, look at, look, let's look at Isaiah chapter 55. 
Isaiah chapter 55. We're going to look this time at verse 8 and 9. Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. We read it on last week. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. You know, I love teaching in series. Sometimes you may think, man, we be reading the same scriptures. It's because we don't have it. Wouldn't a good teacher keep going over something that you keep failing at? Tests are being presented, and you're not acing them, so there's, there's still hope. There's still, I still need to learn some things so that I can pass these tests. What tests? Life's tests. Life's tests. So faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Listen, not by having heard. It comes by hearing. Well, I heard that before. Faith don't come that way. It comes by hearing, fresh and new. The same scripture over and over and over and over again. Remember, you hear it fresh for that day because of your ears. You have outside ears. You have inside ears. You hear in the spirit. You hear in the natural. Inner eye. Not, not a third eye. Don't, don't, yeah, we don't teach that. Not a third eye. A third eye is not of God. Are you listening? That's not of God, and you better leave that alone. Better leave that alone. Don't even play with that type of stuff because that's not of God. That's demonic. I don't care who said it. Who teach it, you better, look, they say anything about third eye, run away. Shut down your ears and your eyes. Nope, not listen no more. Click, turn off the channel. Nope, not listening to you. That's evil. That's demonic. It's not scriptural. Amen? For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher. God's ways are higher. God's ways are more superior. God's ways are more advanced than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Listen, saints, and I know, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual father, Amen, to, to many of you, amen, that, that are part of the Kingdom Life Church. You have to be careful of the things that the culture uses to try to get you to, to depend on it. Even through social media sites, I, you, know, some, you know, you have to, you know, sometimes you got to be careful about all this psychic stuff they put out there, you know, about what you're going to be next year. I see you having this next year. I see you having that. All that stuff is ungodly. Oh, that's so innocent. Yeah, it's innocent. Yeah, it's ungodly and innocent. It's ungodly. Now, it's up to you whether you want to keep sharing it and believing in it, but won't you get your word from the Lord? What is the Lord saying about you? You can let, you can let a strange system on Facebook, an algorithm tell you who you're going to be next year or what you're going to have next year. Some of y'all that, that already, listen, not even having no more kids. Some of you have a baby next year. Come on, it's... That's like false prophecy. When are you going to turn it off now? If I told you that, you understand? So a pastor said that and stuff ain't happening. You be calling, oh, they false prophets. No, that page is a false prophet. Stop listening to it. Shut that foolishness down. Shut it down. All right, okay, let me move on. God's ways and his thoughts, they are higher than ours. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They're more superior than ours. They are more advanced than ours. Why is that, Pastor? Because we bring into the kingdom of God, until you can teach this, amen, this is how I want you to know it, because we bring, when somebody talks to you, I know why that's happening to you, because you bring 
And you brought into the kingdom of God an inferior mindset. It's the way you think, sister. Brother, it's the way you think. And you brought it right into the kingdom when you came. That's why you keep tripping up because you got to get your mind renewed. You got to get out those old thought patterns. Go ahead and preach to them. That's what you got to tell them. Don't get in agreement with them. Go and tell them the truth because we bring into the kingdom that same old thought pattern that we had when we weren't saved. You know it ain't God when you act the same way you did when you are saved and that you was unsaved. That can't be God. That doesn't mean you're not saved. You're saved. I came a long way because I just tell you you ain't saved. Probably ain't saved. You need to get saved again. But you gave your life to the Lord, but it doesn't stop there. You can sit there and be comfortable for the rest of your life with your same thought pattern, but you're not going to get what God got for you. You're not. Because you're going to have to do something with your mind because your old mindset is going to keep you in the same old condition. Now, don't sleep on this word now. I'm going to get the ushers to tap you. Don't go to sleep on this word. This is the one you want to wake up on. This is the one you want to wake up on. Amen. You know why? Because if the enemy is putting you to sleep, he don't want you to hear this. You got to fight. Devil, you a liar. You know what I'm saying? You trying to put me to sleep doing this word or are you not? Shake the devil off. I'm going to stand up. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, that's right, ain't it? Yeah, you ain't, go, you ain't going to sleep. That's what teaching does, though. It just puts you, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't yelling. Ah! Oh, that stuff keep you awake. Yeah, Pastor, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't even know what I'm saying. You're not even listening to me. You don't hear what I'm saying. But you just, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm standing up here just talking to you like a human being supposed to. <laughs> trying to get you some information, y'all. Can I get you some information? We don't teach like that. This is how we teach. We don't learn that, that way in school. This is how we learn. We learn by listening and paying attention. You got to fight. I know how it is. I, I fall asleep myself. I'm tired. It's tough. You got to fight it, though. You got to fight it. That's that teaching ministry. You got to fight. You got to be hungry for the word. You got to sit on the edge of your seat. Come on. You got to show some interest. You all laid back. That's why you're going to sleep. You took up some of my time. I want my time back, too. <laughs> we bring the same old thought pattern into the kingdom that we had when we wasn't saved. We came into the kingdom with a lot of baggage. We came into the kingdom with a lot of issues. We came into the kingdom with a lot of things going on in our life that we couldn't fix on our own. So we came into the kingdom and surrendered to God. So God gives us new definitions and God shows us what's possible for our life. He, he shows us what's possible. So as you read the word, this is a book of possibilities. You can have this, you can do this, you can go here. Amen. This is who you are. There, there are a lot of possibilities throughout the word and throughout the scripture that God gives us new definitions. Why? Because the old definition, the things we used to do doesn't work in the kingdom necessarily. I mean, we still brush our teeth over here like we did over there. We ain't talk about that to our principles. Amen? Possibilities in life are not determined by human reasoning or intellect or logic, but it is determined by what you have the capacity to believe. I want to scratch your mindset this morning. I want to scratch your belief system 
this morning. Jeremiah and Joshua, amen, God gave them possibilities, but they had to cooperate with the plan, the plan of God. They had to believe the plan of God to make God's plan possible for them. Pastor AJ, Pastor Tina, amen, Denisha and others, Kim, amen, you have to cooperate with God because once you cooperate with God, then God's plan for you becomes possible. It becomes possible. But it starts with your cooperation. As long as you're pushing away from God and rejecting God and rejecting his word, his plans and his purposes for your life are not possible yet until you cooperate. Say cooperate. Until you cooperate with God, that's when the plans of God become possible for you. They become possible for you. In Mark chapter 9, let's go look at some more word. Let's, 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 um, let's, let's uh, show this in the word, amen, of these things, amen. Mark chapter 9, there was a man, amen, we're going to read it, leave right there, Mark 9 and 20. This is a man who was brought to his, the man was brought to the disciples, first of all. Disciples couldn't heal him. Uh, they couldn't cast his spirit out. The, day was, the man was demon possessed. So he brought the man to Jesus to see what Jesus would do. How would Jesus help them with this situation? So he brought him to Jesus. So look at verse 20. It says, uh, then they brought him to him. I, look, I just like that right there. Look at him to him. Lowercase h to capital H. That, that other him must be somebody, right? Yeah, the words in red is Jesus. Amen. So they brought him to him. They brought him to somebody who can do something about his situation. And when he saw him, when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Verse 21 says, so he asked the father, how long has it been? Now, this is Jesus talking. He asked the father, how long has it been happening to him? How long has this been happening to the boy? So Jesus is about to diagnose the boy now. You know, whenever you want to find out information or whenever you want to examine somebody, you must first ask questions. You know, we go to the doctor and they start asking questions. So how long has this been happening? So when did you first see signs of this? Or what, did you take anything? You understand? You know, and so they began to ask questions to try to diagnose you, amen, to see how they're going to respond to your condition. Amen? And Jesus is doing the same thing. He's asking the father questions. He also said, he said, and he said, and his father said, from childhood. This has been happening since he was a child. Then he goes on to say, and often he has thrown him both into the fire, verse 22, and into the water to destroy him. This spirit was trying to destroy the child. Amen. Then he says, but if you, and I underline you, amen, in, 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 on my scripture here, but if you, talking to Jesus, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If you can do anything, Jesus, have compassion on us. And help us. You know, this is normally the believer's approach. When we come to God, when we, when we are going through things in our life, when we, are, when we are having those midlife crises, amen, and things is happening, amen, we come to God, and that's what we say, well, God, I mean, listen, God, if you can help me with this, or God, if you can help me out of this, or God, if you can show me what to do in this situation. And here's, this is the same thing the man is saying, but if you can do anything, Jesus have compassion on us 
and help us. God, you see my finances. God, you see my situation. You see the bills. God, you see the debt. You see my children, Lord. You see my business. You see what I'm trying to do. You see, you see what's on my heart and my mind, God. You see the struggles. You see my home. You see what's happening at work. God, you see these things. It's the same situation. If you can do anything, Lord, have compassion on us and help us. Sure, many of us Amen. If not all of us can identify with this man's frustration. We've been through these things before. His son has been going through this since he was a child. That means it's been happening to him for a long time. And you may be going through your situation for a while. And you may be frustrated about your circumstance or frustrated about your situation. God, it's been happening a long time. God, if you can do anything, help us. Help me, God. You can do anything. Help me. Have compassion on us and help us. Verse 23. Let's look with Jesus. This is Jesus' response in verse 23. Verse 23. This is Jesus' response. He said, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Here the man is saying, Jesus, if you can do anything, you're God. You're God's son. I've seen you do many miracles here. If you can do anything, have compassion. I mean, look at my situation and evaluate it. You know I'm in trouble, God. If you can do anything, crying possibly. Remember I told you about them tears? Crying, oh God, please, Lord. Please have compassion. Lord, please. Jesus responds. If you can believe, hold on. Jesus said, no, nah, wipe your tears. Come on, get your face straight. Jesus said, get your face straight. Get your face straight. Wipe your tears. Because Jesus is looking like this. Uh-huh. Get your face straight. Wipe your tears. Come on, let me see your confidence. Let me see where you are. Get, let me, let, come on, come on. Because I'm about to share something with you that's going to change your life. Because see, while you waiting on me and been waiting in this condition all this time, You've had the power in you all along to get it done. You got the power in you to fix it, to change it. Amen. Listen, with my help. But if you put it all on me and you're looking for me, so many people are waiting on God. And I'm just waiting on God. God said, no, don't even tell them that. Stop telling people you're waiting on me. You understand? Because you're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. Because as soon as you start moving, amen, I'm going to move. As soon as you start believing, I'm going to move. As soon as you start trusting, amen, I'm going to be right there, amen, to make things clear for you. I'm going to remove the, the storm. I'm going to remove the clouds so you can see clear what's going on. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. God's involvement in our life is not determined, listen to this now, is not determined by his ability to do, but by our ability to believe. God's, God's involvement in our life is not determined by his ability to do, because we know what God can do, right? He has no lack of power. Amen. He's not, he didn't shut down when the government shut down. 
Amen. There's no sickness or disease in heaven. There's no handicapped pocket spaces. There's no disability centers. There, there, you understand? There's no rehabs in heaven. You understand? No crack houses. Amen. There, there, none of them. Ain't nobody selling drugs in heaven. You understand? Are you hear me? Ain't no lossing in heaven. Ain't no embezzling going on. It's none of that. Ain't no greed in heaven. God and the angels cannot identify with our plight. And so when we put our belief in there, they're happy to help us because they never see, because they, they don't even experience that. They walking on streets of gold and carrying on. They seeing all the precious jewels that, that you've ever seen in your life. Daytime all the time. We just having fun. I know y'all think we'll be floating on clouds. That's boring. I don't want to go to heaven and just float on clouds. We've been looking at too many cartoons. Like we just going to be floating on clouds playing, playing harps and stuff and flutes and, you know what I'm saying, blowing kisses. No, there's a kingdom. There's a whole kingdom, a whole structure, a whole government. Amen. Just everything you see in the earth is how it is in heaven. What you see is a product of the unseen. Jesus said, if you can believe, you know, the man wanted to put the burden of responsibility on Jesus. Like many of us, sometimes, like I said, we wait on God. But your situation can be totally transformed if you can expand your belief. If you can expand your belief. Why? Because God is already 100% committed to your success. Woo, Jesus. God is 100% committed to your success in this life. How in the world can I fail at anything that I set my heart or my hands to do when I got Almighty God who's never experienced failure working for me? He's working for you. I'm not saying we're not going to trip up sometimes. Amen. I mean, because I didn't see it. I might trip over a cord or something. You know what I'm saying? I may do some stuff. I may say something crazy, but I take it back to the word. And I put God to the test through his word. Some of us are just not disciplined enough to get in the word and find the promise and speak the promise and decree the promise and declare it until you see it. Doggone it. I'm not going to stop believing until I see it with my naked eyes. You say it till you see it. But we'll say it two, three times. Then we'll forget a whole week. Then we'll forget a whole month. And then we'll, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to be reading this confession. Stagnant declarations. Stagnant, stagnant breakthroughs. That's what it equals. But when we're consistent, God sees us. I'm not saying there's, a, there's not a number. I got to do this 10 times, 5 times. No, no, you just got to be consistent. Come on, if it's every other day, let it be every other day. If it's once a week, let it be once a week. You just have to be consistent because God notices patterns because he's a God of pattern. He's saying nothing new under the sun. You've seen it before, you'll see it again. Same Jesus. Yesterday, today, and forever. When you look at me, it don't matter if you look at the past, the present, or the future, I'm going to still look the same. 
God notices patterns. He notices patterns. Come on, verse 24. Come on, verse 24. Immediately, say immediately. The father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, but I need some help. See, that's honest. See, when I'm crying with tears and being honest with God, that's different than just crying. You understand? See, now my tears mean something to God because I'm, I'm, I'm crying out, I'm bearing my all, but I'm also saying, God, I know I'm wrong, I know I missed, I know I don't believe. Lord, help me. I'm struggling in this area to trust you. God said, I'm going to help you because you're honest instead of, instead of uh, in the month of pride, amen, being prideful. Well, it ain't, pride, it ain't no pride month for me. I'm just saying, in the month of pride, being prideful. Because pride will separate you from God. God said, you want to stand in pride? Then you can't even come in his presence. He said he avoids the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Here's this man showing humility. Crying out to God with tears. Lord. I believe, but I need some help. We may not need help in the same areas, but we need help. We be honest. We may not need help in the same areas, but we all need some help up in here. We all need some help in some way, shape, or form. We all need some help. And you're lying if you don't. But you got to be honest. I don't have a problem with things I struggle with or deal with because I take it to God. I ain't going to keep falling down over the same old stuff that God has delivered me from time in and time out. God, you brought me out. I'm staying out. You took me off drugs. I ain't going back. Took me off alcohol. I ain't going back. Stop lying. I ain't going. I'm not going back to the things you delivered me from. He says, like a dog that returned to his own vomit. Why are you going back to your old vomit? That stuff was a mess then, and it's a mess now. Care how you decorate it, it's still vomit. With candles in it, it's vomit. With nice clothes on, it's still vomit. You understand? It's like I'm talking about sin. Going back to sin, it's still vomit. It's still nasty. It's still a stench in his nostrils. Until you humble yourself. Come on, let's move on, Pastor. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I ain't know you was going to do me like that, but that's fine. But look, your participation is required for supernatural things to occur. We talked about cooperation, but your participation is required for supernatural things. God cannot, God cannot intervene in your life without your participation. God cannot intervene in your life without your participation. Come on, y'all heard me say this before. If God really wanted to change us, fix us, and make us perfect, he can do it with the snap of a finger. And all of us will be robots for the Lord. But he did not create us to be robots. He didn't create us to be animals with instinct. He created us as his prized possessions. He gave us a will. 
And he gave us the power of choice so we can do what we want to do. Because we so big and bad, we going to do what we want to do. But see, I ain't that big and bad. I'm going to do what he want me to do. I don't do what I want to do no more. I do what he want me to do. I done did what I wanted to do for 25 years. But I stopped doing what I want to do in 1995. So for the last 28 years, I've been living for the Lord. Listen, and it's been good. Woo, it's been so much better than living for the devil. I'm going to tell you that right now. That devil boy, he got nothing good for us. Nothing. Why in the world we serve him and love him so much and he gives us nothing. Gives us nothing. But yet, we serve him. Yet, we love him. Yet, we pay attention to him. I mean, we, we listen to the liar. The father of lies all the time just lying. And we got our ears just perked up like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Okay, all right, okay, all right, let's go, let's go. All right, okay, okay, let's move on. <laughs> God cannot intervene without your participation. What you believe affects the quality of decisions that you make. What you believe affects the quality of decisions you make. There is a connection. There is a link. There is a similarity or resemblance between what you believe and the thought patterns that you have. There is a link between what you believe and how you think. Let's go to Numbers. We're going to look at Numbers uh, chapter 13. Tears of Israel, amen, they've been in slavery for years and years and years. And now they're on the border of the promised land. You know, they've already parted the Red Sea. They got manna from heaven. They seen bread fall from heaven. They saw water flowing out of rock. They even went to the promised land, spied it out. And it was just like God said. Kind of gave you half of that so you can go back and read the entire thing. But let's look at Numbers 13, verse 27. Then they told him, then they told him and said, <clears throat> then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. They're talking to Moses during this time. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. It not only flows with milk and honey, you understand? I brought back the proof that what God said is true. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've experienced miracle after miracle after miracle. When I'm faithful to God, he is committed 100% of the time to my success. I've seen it. I have experienced it. They brought back the proof that the land was exactly like God said, yet they decided, yet they chose. Because you have a choice to make. You understand? God's not going to make you eat the fruit or live in the land. Amen. They decided not to go into the land. Come on, let's keep reading. Never, nevertheless, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land, see the verse 27 or 28, 28, nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw descendants of Anak. They're giants in the land. You think God didn't know they were giants in the land? Why did God on purpose not tell them they were giants in the land? Because they'll be fearful from the beginning. 
but he already told you what you can have. He already told you how you can live. He's already told you what he's already established for you. He don't care about the giants. If God don't care about it, he ain't mentioned, why am I concerned about it? Why am I concerned about stuff God didn't tell me about? Why am I concerned about things that God said is, is not going to stop me from doing what God called me to do? Why am I concerned about that? The Hittite and all the Ike brothers are there. All of them. All of them. The Ikes. Verse 29. Amakites. The Hittites. The Jebusites. The Amorites. All the cousins and nephews and uncles. Everybody there. The Canaanites. They dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Verse 3, look at Caleb. Caleb quieted the people before Moses. Verse 30. Then, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. Quieted the people before Moses. I just want to make sure I'm looking at the right thing here. I am? Okay, great. Yeah, quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession. For we are well able to overcome. This is Caleb. There are Caleb's in this room. We're well able to come. We're well able to come in this room. I mean, to come. To overcome. Shake yourself off now. You get sleeping now. I won't walk down the aisle and tap you. <clears throat> Got the ushers there for that. The Caleb, unless you're an usher. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Verse 31 says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, but they are stronger than us. You, you see how things can change? You see how talking to the wrong people can get you in trouble? You see how listening to the wrong counsel? can cause tremendous hardships in your life. It's dangerous to listen to somebody after God already spoke. It's dangerous to listen to somebody, you understand? Listen, they're not trying to tell you what God said. Because if they were, you can flow with that. Caleb already said, let's go up at once. Where did you get that from, Caleb? God said it. Now you're going to say, Oh, we're not able to do that. We're not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Who told you they were stronger? Said it, who last week? Who told you that? Who told Have you been listening to the serpent? Who told you that? You've been hanging out with snakes? Who told you that? Where did you get that from? Look, the word of God is final. It's not a suggestion. It's final. God said, this is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to go. It's final. It's not a suggestion. The, the, the devil is a spirit of suggestions. He got a whole bag of suggestions just waiting on you. You don't got to do it that way. Just do it this way. Won't you do that? Won't you do that? He's a spirit of suggestions. Antichrist. Totally against God and the word of God. Look at verse 32. It had to be bad. And they gave the children of Israel what? A bad report. King James say an evil report. Hold on, God. You going to call that evil? Why was it evil? Because they spoke against God. God said, that's evil, man. You giving somebody wisdom outside of my word is evil. 
you're giving them a bad report. You're encouraging them in an evil way. It's not God. It's an evil report. I know what the pastor said, but you know, you don't got to do it like that. That's an evil report. That's evil. And God see it. Look, God watching this whole conversation unfold. He right there looking like, let me see, let me see how they're going to handle this. Because you already know if you read this before, you know the end result. You know what happened to all of them who didn't believe. Every last one of them who didn't believe. Every last one of them who didn't go along with the word of God. Every last one of them who didn't follow the path that God had already established. If you're willing and obedient, drink the good of the land. But if you refuse the word of the Lord, if you refuse the Lord's instructions, you will be devoured. If you refuse the Lord, oh, why God, God is a, God is just a big God waiting to throw a hammer on me. God said, I didn't do that to you. You did that to yourself. You refused. You rebelled. I didn't do that. You did it. Because we always want to blame everybody else for what we're dealing with. Soon as we take responsibility for what we're facing, the sooner we can come up out of that thing. We got to face it. We got to be honest about where we are. Then we can get out. I had to admit their challenge. I'm a crack addict. I'm an addict. Yep, that's the first step to getting help. You told the truth, finally. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. I ain't like him, I ain't like her, I don't do it like they do it. At least it's not every day, it's on the weekend, or I do it every now and then. You can decorate it how you want to decorate it. It's not going to change the scripture, it's not going to change what the Bible is saying. If you don't take responsibility for your life, then guess what? The enemy is going to come in with his old way of thinking and using your old way of thinking to lead you on a path totally far from where the Lord is. His altar should be mighty packed this evening, if we're honest. They gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out. Look, saying the land through which we go and spies is a land of divide. Who told you that? Who told you that the land? God never said that. We add all this extra information. God, stop adding on. <laughs> You know how I can say certain things about God? And I remember a guy questioned me one time, man, how you know what God, God thinks? I read his Bible. I read his Bible. I read his Bible at least once a year, twice a year on a good, on a good year. But I've read the Bible at least at four times a year, one year. Every 90 days I read the whole Bible. Oh, that's aggressive. Yes, sir. I want to get in the Word. How aggressive are you? How hard do you want to know the Word? How do you think I know God? I spend time with him. I spend time in his word, listening to his words. So I know how he thinks. Woo, Jesus. I have a big picture of who God is, not just a scripture here and a scripture there. I see him who he is. That's why you can't take a scripture out of context. Let no man call you father. Oh, God, are y'all you, calling him your daddy? Y'all calling him your father? I don't even got time to deal with that today. But that's why you have to read the Bible so you can get the context of that. 
to understand who he was talking to. He was talking to those rabbis who was in pride, who wanted to be called rabbi because they get this feel, I'm the rabbi. I don't, what? Call me Anthony. That stuff don't mean nothing to me. That's what God called me. I don't, that stuff don't tickle me or nothing. <laughs> I have three kids and a, and a daughter in love. I have four. They call me dad. I don't need nobody else calling me dad. I don't need nobody to call me dad. I don't, she don't need nobody to call her mom. You do it if you want to do it out of respect. That's you. And you feel that way, that's fine. But don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. It's not for me. Because if I let that move me, then I can be moved. I can't let stuff move me. I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor in thousands of people. I have to be, I have to be, I have to know who I am. I have to be confident, confident in my own skin and who I am. All the other stuff ain't, this stuff ain't going to move me. It, it's okay because I, I got sons and daughters. I appreciate each and every one of you. But don't, 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 no. Just want to set it straight so, you know what I'm saying? Guess somebody need to hear that, I guess. That's all I can think of. Somebody must need to hear it. Okay, verse 33, y'all took up all my time on that, though. Y'all did. No, <laughs> that's how we blame other people. There we saw the giants. We saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. Verse 33, that's where we at? We good? And it says this, we were like grasshoppers. In whose sight? We saw ourselves in a way that God never told us to see ourselves. We saw ourselves as grasshoppers. You know, it said we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. You're trying to tell, you're trying to tell Moses how the people saw you. No, that's how you saw yourself. They believed they were small. They believed they were inadequate. They believed they were incapable. Therefore, they, ass they assume others believe the same thing about them. People walk around sometimes thinking about how other people think about them. Why do you do stuff like that? Why in the world are you walking around thinking about what somebody else thinks about you and how they think about you and how they see you? It don't matter what they think. It don't matter how they see you. It only matter how God sees you. And get an agreement with how the Lord sees you. Forget how others see you. Tripping over that stuff. Man, I, I, I be tripping. Get on Facebook, man, they sharing all this. Man, just get off Facebook with that stuff. Talking to shadows, shadow boxing to the world. Stuff ain't helping you. They believe the same thing. They believe they were inadequate because they assumed that people did. They're thinking a way that God never told them to think. <sighs> Even though they had all the proof of what God said is true. We got the scripture. We got the word. We know what God thinks about us, but we still let the, our old thought patterns creep in and try to tell us who we are. Try to tell us what we can't do and who we can't be. They had the proof that the land flowed with milk and honey, just like God said. Even brought the proof back, brought back the biggest fruit in the world. But they refused to go to the promised land because deep down inside, they were still slaves. Because they came out of slavery. 
deep down inside, they didn't feel like they deserved anything. Sometimes you could be down for so long that if you don't get your mind renewed in this word, you're going to think you can't accomplish this. I can't have that. That's not for me. You, I remember when we first bought some. It's like, you don't, you don't need to spend all that money on that. You got to get over your own thoughts, over your own self, telling you what you can't have. Well, I'm a man, what? I can have everything and anything the Lord said I can have. The earth is the Lord's, and I'm telling you right now, when I pull up or fly up or whatever, it's my belief. It's what I believe. Look. And because y'all know me, y'all gonna say, you, people going to say, well, you know, pastor taking all the church money. You're going to say, the devil is a liar. You know why? Because the church money belongs to the church. No, pastor used his own money and his belief and his faith. Glory to God. Because with my faith, I can get anything I want in the world. Anything. And you can too with your faith. But you waiting on your money to be right. I ain't waiting on my money to be right. I wait, my money get right when my faith get right. Because my faith is right. The money is just running around, jumping around. Is it time? Is it time? Yeah, it's time. It's time. Come on, go get it. Come on, go get it. I know y'all been waiting. I know y'all. Come on, go get it. Go get it. Go get my stuff. Go get my stuff. They've been living in my house too long. They've been possessing my land too long. They've been possessing our stuff. Come on, kingdom. Rise up, kingdom. We're the kingdom citizens in the earth. We're the ones that own the earth. We should not be broke. We should not want anything. We own it all. Why? Because your daddy own it. How many times you went in your house that you didn't buy and talk about this your room? This is my car. Come on, ride with my look. Come on to my house. That ain't your house. That's your parents' house. Just like this is our daddy's. This whole joint, I'm going to say it like that, this whole joint belongs to God. And if it belongs to our daddy, it belongs to us. It belongs to you. But you got to use your faith. You got to use your faith to extract it out of the unseen and bring it into the scene. You can't be scared. I told you, we got 14 millionaires in here. Business owners, don't trip, receive the harvest. Don't fret, receive the harvest. Receive the harvest. And then do Deuteronomy 8.18, don't forget the Lord. Don't forget the Lord. Don't forget the Lord. Sit down, y'all, y'all, come up. Oh, Conan. Deep down inside, they didn't believe that God really wanted to help them. They didn't. They was enslaved over 400 years. God rescued them. God showed them so many miracles. They didn't believe that God really would help them. Saw the proof. Touched it. Felt it. Bought it back. Bought it back. But on the way back, they got a glimpse of the giant. See, where we going, there are giants in the land. But God never told us, look at the giants. There are giants in, 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 in what we got to go through, through permits. And, but we're not looking at that. We're keeping our eyes fixed and focused on the word. The Bible said, looking unto Jesus, who is the what? Author and the 
of our faith. The author and the finisher. He's the beginning and the end. Why I'm looking at giants? Why I'm looking over here? Why I'm looking over there? Why, why do I act like they have any type of authority to stop me? Jesus said it to Pilate when he was crucified. He said, man, don't you know I got the authority to, to let you go? Or to, to, Jesus said, you don't have no authority but what my father give you. Who you think you're talking to? If my father don't let y'all do this, can't, it can't happen. If my father don't stop us, we going and possess the land. You understand? But deep down, they didn't believe. I'm going to have to stop y'all. Deep down inside, they didn't believe. I said this earlier. What you believe affects the quality of the decisions that you make. You are one decision away from changing your life. Just one decision. And that one decision been fighting you for a long time. It's just one. It's not a whole lot. You understand? No, it's one. It's one. That's all. It's just one. It's just one, because when I make that one decision, the rest of them going to line up. When David, stand up, Goliath. When David knocked Goliath down, everybody got afraid. He told the rest of the army, go kill him. Because once he got rid of the one, sit down. Once he got rid of him, they feared him. So you tripping off that one, and you got the authority to defeat it. You letting it defeat you, and you selling, you selling for this enemy to keep taunting you day in and day out, telling you what you can't do, and at any moment snatching everything from you that you ever had. But David remembered what God had did for him before. David remembered when there was a bear that was coming after the sheep. David slew it. He knew it was a lion. David had experienced some things with God that when he looked at the giant, he didn't see him as a giant. He saw him as a path to his, to his destiny. He saw him as a, listen, he was standing in the way of what God had for him next. And, and once he moved him out of the way, everything opened up for David. And everything will open up for you once you deal with the one thing in your life that's hindering you and stopping you from doing what God has called you to do. One thing. Not ten, not five, not twelve. One thing. One thing. One thing. Thank you so much for listening today. If this message encourages you, imagine what it could do for someone else. Here at KL, we believe in reaching the one. And you can partner with us in that endeavor by sharing this podcast with someone else. If the Holy Spirit has convicted you or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, please email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more information, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com. And follow us on Facebook at Kingdom Life Chesterfield VA and Instagram at Kingdom Life VA. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more messages just like this. There's no life.